Welcome back to Season 2 of the Discount Property Investor Podcast. Our mission is to share with you what we have learned from our experience and the experience of others to help you make more money investing like a pro. We want to teach you how to create wealth by investing in real estate the Discount Property Investor way. Make sure you never miss an episode and download the Discount Property Investor app in Google Play or iTunes today. To jumpstart your real estate investing career, visit freewholesalecourse.com, the most complete free course. Follow-up is key to success in this business. Wholesaling, you have to follow up with your leads. Did you know that 48% of salespeople never follow up with a prospect? 25% of salespeople make the second contact and stop. 12% of salespeople make three contacts and stop and only 10% of salespeople make more than three contacts. Here's where it gets really interesting, guys. 2% of sales are made on the first contact. 3% of sales are made on the second contact. 5% of sales are made on the third contact. 10% of sales are made on the fourth contact. And here's the powerhouse. 80% of sales are made on the fifth through 12th contact. What does that mean for you? It means... You need to follow up with your leads. You need to set your follow-up on autopilot by using a CRM. Visit dpipodcast.com forward slash CRM to learn more about the CRM that the discount property investors are using in their business. You can follow up with text, email, voicemails, all automatically. Get to the 5th and 12th contact faster and close more deals. Again, visit dpipodcast.com forward slash CRM. On wholesaling real estate ever. Thanks for tuning in. All right, guys. Welcome back. Discount Property Investors, Episode 3. Welcome back, guys. Hey, hey Dave. How you doing, buddy? I'm doing good, bud. Good, good, yeah, man. man. Recording another uh, another podcast. I love it. Yes. I love it. We're talking, uh, we're talking rentals again today. We are. We're talking First couple episodes again. are going to be rentals here, guys. Yeah, so let's talk a little bit about uh, the way that we purchase our rentals mm-hmm. or the way that we're finding funding for this. Because this is something I think we've done pretty good about in the past is talking to the new investor and how to get started in real estate with little to no money. Mm-hmm. So I would like to apply that or at least try to apply that to our rental strategy. Let's do it. There's no reason for someone who's a new investor and they kind of are dabbling in wholesaling and say, you know what, my personality, I'm, I'm not a wholesaler. I, I don't like it. I don't, I feel it feels wrong to me or I just, you fit this real good of this rehab rental model, man. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I well, like it. I do. Okay. You do great. I'm pretty, well, yeah. the other reason I think I'm good at it is cause I'm really, I'm pretty detail oriented. Yeah. So finding the numbers mm-hmm. or like looking at the numbers, keeping, Keeping on track, keeping the projects on track. I yeah, keeping I the budget, that. keeping the budget low. Right, and again, there's a lot of tracking all that BS. Yeah. Like it is kind yeah, of you got to be uh, you got to be a very organized individual. Right. So again, let's talk about yeah. So the, it's the guy who's just starting out. Well, how do you buy a rental with no money? It's a great question. How do you buy a rental with no money, Mike? I have no idea. <laughs> That's not true. You're doing it right now. Right. So what you would do, again, there's there's plenty of different ways. And I believe we, in the past, I think we talked about private money, but we weren't really using it as much, at least not in our company. Mm-hmm. Uh, personally, I, I don't know. I think we've done a couple deals in the past. But again, in the company, we weren't using it as much. So our model, what we're doing is we have people with money out there that we know, that we're we friends with, mm-hmm. that are in real estate investors. And you have money, and it's not a big deal. That's another thing that is just a big, 
big block in a lot of people's mind is that, oh, how do I get money? Well, money's out there. There's so much money yeah, out money's there. money's out there. It's just a matter of finding someone to let you use it. Yep. And again, people with money, it's not a big, well, again, it depends on the person, but a lot of times it's not a big deal. They've got money sitting in a bank account, and you want to earn interest on it. Yeah, they're going to be making more money by lending it to you or us. Yeah, than letting it sit in the bank. Than letting it sit in the bank. Putting it in CDs that right. are what? You know, and you got to also think that if they were just lending you money to just go gamble or invest into a stock or any other type of uh, asset class, let's call it, uh, there's more risk than them lending it to you on a property that you, A, bought at a discount. Mm-hmm. B, that you were going to increase the value in, and C, that's backed by that asset. Absolutely. You know, so, so like, the the worst the worst burn that they can get if they loan you, and let's talk about the property that we're talking uh, that we're going to uh, jump into. We're talking yeah, about this is nine, Lindsay, right? Yeah, nine seven four, four Lindsay. Okay. So let's talk about this one specifically. And I think we bought it at about sixty. Yeah, let me pull up my spreadsheet here. We bought it at. Pull up our numbers. Lindsay, so we bought it at about 60000 58 Yeah, so we bought okay. it at 58 And this property, we had estimated the after-repair value at 99000 Okay. So, again, we bought something at 60000 We believed to be worth... About a hundred. About a hundred. Uh, so, again, if, a, if someone lends you money, you say, hey, listen, um, you know, mom, dad, uh, your aunt, uncle, so anybody that you know who has money... You can, again, approach them, mm-hmm. uh, ask them for money. And that's, again, a, a private uh, private money lending is something that we've touched on before. And there are rules. You can't approach strangers and ask them to borrow money. Oh, you certain... shouldn't. Right. I mean, well, yeah. I guess you can. What, what is that? It's when you're pooling the money. That's when you can, yeah. right? Yeah. Pooling. Anyways. Mm-hmm. So, again, if you know anyone, you know another real estate investor, even a hard money lender would, uh, would yeah, probably we'll lend, on on a, we'll right. lend on a project like Yeah, this. and that's basically what we what we have is hard money lenders. Mm-hmm. They're just not in the hard money lending business. We just approach them and just say, hey, you know, we can get you a higher interest on your money. That's a great... And this is what we're doing. That's a great way to look at it because you know? it's hard money just and we're, it we're getting by. a less of a... We're paying less of a percent mm-hmm. as if that's their business because we're not paying points down and all that type of stuff that hard money lenders charge. But that's exactly what they are, is hard money lenders. That's a really good point, because hard money lender, it just means that they're lending on a hard asset, Yep, the real estate. Mm-hmm. That's what a hard money loan is. It's backed by the hard asset right. of real estate. So, yeah, we are. It's We call them private lenders. It's the exact same thing, though. You're lending on the property, and, again, their risk is secured by, uh, what is it called, the first, uh, first deed? First lien. First lien. Mm-hmm. So it's recorded against the property. So when you go to, to closing, you're signing a promissory note. Uh, to agreeing to pay them, and it's whatever terms you want. Most yeah, in, our- in the in the event that that you know we weren't able to pay them back, they could foreclose because they have that first lien. Just like the bank would foreclose on you or anyone else out there that didn't pay their mortgage. We essentially have a mortgage with our private lender. Exactly. And the terms we just determined from the get go, which, yeah, which can be which can vary. Which you negotiate. Yeah, with you your, negotiate, which is great. Your lender, and mm-hmm. that's the thing. If it's a family member, a friend, whoever. I mean, you just say, hey, listen, I'm, I'm doing these rental projects. Right, uh, and not all mortgages have monthly payments. You know, you could say, hey, I'm going to pay you at the end, and I'm going to give you, you know, 5% or 10% or whatever. I mean, so that's the great thing about these is you can negotiate how you want to pay them back, when you're going to pay them back, and how much interest or points you want to pay. It's all negotiable. So moving forward, though, yeah, with really that being point. said. Um, really great point. So we have private money in this one. We bought yeah. it for 60 We had an estimated um, ARV. Which stands for after repair value of ninety nine thousand. So basically, we had 
Uh, we bought a property that was we figured would be worth a hundred when we're done for sixty, and then we had estimated uh, repairs at what, Mike? About twelve on this one. Yeah, we estimated twelve on this one, and that was a little bit light. Um, so again, we did a lot to this property. So we were we were hoping to be done. Sixty plus twelve is seventy-two. We were hoping to be done with this one at about 72 mm -hmm. and then uh, we went ahead and we rehabbed it which you'll see in the next video here we did a walkthrough um, but we actually spent what mike we ended up spending about twenty thousand dollars on this one okay so we went over our budget a little bit right. um but that's okay we were in but it for about a, 20. so this one again and it, it's an interesting story a long story we actually didn't really want to buy this one uh, but we it kind of fell into our laps and we closed on oh, it i remember the same relationship yeah with, uh, that's with true another Another person. Another person. It's a long time. story, not important. So we bought it, and mm -hmm. uh, there were some other things that uh, kind of rehab-wise we needed to do mm -hmm. to make it work. Uh, so there was a deck, and then the basement. We had to do a lot of flooring and just a bunch of stuff. Yeah. And you'll Did see the that. inspector come in and, and give us a hard time on this one at all, or not? Uh, not there so was much. a no, not a lot. I mean, there was a few inspection items we had to repair as well. Right. Nothing, nothing. Which adds major. to the to adds to the uh, the initial estimate, though. You right. estimate twelve, you spend twenty. A lot of times that happens because. Inspectors come in after you have already spent your twelve, and you're hoping to be done, and then they may say, "Oh, this deck's got to go, or you mm -hmm. need to well, and that, it." Well, and the deck is one of the things on here. Right. We ended up, uh, I think, we left it undone because we knew that there was going to be some some things that we needed to fix. Right, right. The deck being one of them, so we just let him say, "Hey, that deck's no good," and we say, "Oh yeah, we were going to fix it. We, what do you want us to do with it?" Right. You know, do you want us to tear it down, or can we replace a couple boards? And that's and a good pro it? tip right there. Is sometimes you know you don't necessarily need to spend the money preparing for the inspector maybe just leave it undone you know having a reinspection done is cheap it's like 50 bucks well and a lot of so a lot of municipalities i mean you pay for the inspection and they know they're coming out a second time so so they include it's it included. right so like, instead of spending more money in the beginning trying to please an inspector oftentimes it's better to leave a couple things um that you're kind of iffy about mm -hmm. and let the inspector tell you what you need to do because if you went ahead and replaced deck boards for example on this deck and then he and told you you need to rip the deck down. Then you've spent money re replacing something that is worthless. It's mm -hmm. trash. It, yeah, that's, so a, that's, really a, that's a really good point. Mm -hmm. You know, I want something I wanted to add on there. So, well, that's good. So this property has now been rehabbed. We spent twenty thousand roughly. We, was, we estimated mm -hmm. twelve. So we were a little over on that. However, our ARV we estimated at ninety nine. It's about a hundred thousand, mm -hmm. and we got this now rehabbed, tenanted, appraised. Mm -hmm. And we're in the process of refinancing, right? Or have we already yeah, done the refinance? I think we're, I think I think we're, we're still in the process. In the process, right. Yeah. So the good thing, though, is our final appraisal came back at what, Mike? 115000 And we only estimated 99 Yeah. hundred. But wow. again, if when you check out the video, I think we did a real nice job on the rehab. Mm -hmm. And that's part of the reason why. We overspent a little bit. But I think it really did come back to us in that it equity. Did. And it the, did. Uh, the appraised value of it. Mm -hmm. It's much higher than yeah we had really anticipated. We wanted to be into it for. Right. Because it is a... Again, it's an interesting property. You got three bedrooms upstairs, mm -hmm. one bath upstairs, and we kind of finished out a bonus bedroom down in the basement. Again, it's not a legal bedroom, so it'd be like an office space. Or yeah, it's a bonus though. Right. Yeah. So, it, it so we were all into this property for about eighty thousand, uh, with an eighty percent loan on one fifteen. We were able to pull out eighty thousand. Yeah. So we basically broke even on this property, just like the last one. Mm -hmm. Well, and this one, and this one is a great example where if you were really, really aggressive and trying to get money back out of it, we probably could have. Probably could I mean, have got a couple hundred bucks. Yeah, yeah. well, 115 times 0. 0.8 uh, is, what is that, 88,000. 88, that's true. Yeah. yeah, so we probably could have. But I think we used uh, another lender that's at 75%. Okay. I think that's why we're really But that's okay, it. because, again, we're not necessarily trying to 
to limit our equity. We want equity. Mm -hmm. We're trying to just get our money back. That's the name of the game. So if we don't have to borrow 80%, we can borrow 75, 77%, whatever the mm -hmm. whatever. Even it is. 70 again, which there's Even two, 70, it's two right? games you're playing with the rentals, right. which is that cash flow and that equity pickup. Both. And so they're both important. We're playing both those games now. And again, we want you guys to learn how to do that as well. So again, kind of the moral of the story on this uh, one is you don't have to have money to buy the rentals. Uh, get connected with other investors, ask them how they're doing it, go to your real estate meetups, uh, ask around for, again, become friends with people. And yeah, just, find out who's got money just sitting around. Like yeah. if they have a, an IRA, a 401k, a Roth IRA, and their and their money may not even be invested. Like I, I have some money right now that's just sitting, it's not even invested. You know, and, and a lot of people out there do. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I would much rather earn 7 or 8% over a three- to six-month term than zero. Mm -hmm. I mean, why not? Well, you're going to earn I mean, more way than more that. than that. I right. Mean, again, but that's, that's only over three to, yeah, three to three again, six months. I mean, a pretty standard, our going rate would be about a point a month. Right. So, or 1% a month. Mm -hmm. So again, that's, it's pretty good money right. uh, to, to loan it out. Yeah, so. absolutely. All right. Well, let's jump in. Let's jump one. into the video. All right, here it is, guys. Check it out. All right, guys. Welcome back. We're doing a rental property tour today. We are over at 974 Lindsay Lane. This one is also up in Florissant. So this one uh, we got for a really good price and we're trying to max out the ARV with our rehab. So our, prop, our strategy is to purchase the property, rehab it, then refinance it with the bank so we can get most of our money back and then hold it as a rental. So again, our goal with this one was to maximize our ARV or after repair value so we get the most money back. So we bought this property for $58,000 and you can see uh, they still got to do the end cap kit there. Other than that, we did, or we think we did a pretty good job on the kitchen. Yeah, I think so it these, really good, Mike. Most of these cabinets were here already. Mm -hmm. uh, this piece was kind of in here sticking into the kitchen. Oh, I remember that. Yeah, so we moved it over and we had to buy one upper cabinet set. And then we were able to kind of create this additional workspace. Okay. As well as opening up into the eat-in kitchen or the dining area. And these weren't white, right? You no, painted these, those? Were, these were all painted, correct. Okay. So these, most of these were existing cabinets, like I said. Uh, they're all wood. They're not the greatest. But again, that clean look, that white and some new handles just gives it a nice gives fresh look. Gives it a nice fresh look. Uh, with our stainless appliances, again, this is going to be an easy one to rent. Uh, top of market rent, we're probably going to get at least twelve hundred for this. Mm -hmm. uh, twelve hundred, twelve ninety-five, I think is what mm -hmm. we're going to be asking. Floors look awesome, man. So the floors, this is something we really like. Uh, this is a, uh, it's a rubber-backed vinyl that is uh, basically clicked together. So kind of like the old Pergo-style flooring, uh, they just click together. They're easy to cut. Uh, and this was a dollar ninety-nine a square foot at Hoods, one of our local hardware stores. Sweet. And this is one of our bigger expenses in the house. So we paint everything in breathable gray. We use white trim, very similar to any of our other rental properties. And uh, we use the ceiling fans, $59. So again, we've got one ceiling fan in our dining area and a track light in the kitchen. Mm -hmm. Really highlight and brighten things up. Come through here, uh, there was hardwood. A lot of old houses have the hardwood in it. So this is something uh, we pulled the cord around off of the property or off of the base. Oh, do they have a quarter round there? Uh, I'm 99% sure, yeah, it's a quarter round and that needs to go back. Okay. Uh, so they pulled the quarter round to refinish the hardwood floors and they need to put the quarter round back down uh, to finish it up. Okay. So again, refinish the hardwood floors throughout the whole upstairs. It's a decent cost to it, but it's worth it. Uh, you come back through. 
and Dave, let's walk into the bathroom here. So our bathroom, a uh, couple things we do in here. So down on the floor, we start, we do our peel and stick tile. Okay. That's about two bucks a square foot as well. Uh, so again, it's easier to install for the guys than an act traditional tile. Uh, we liked on this one, we did not for a double sink because of the plumbing, but we did put a much larger vanity because there's room there's room for it. Yeah, this so is a good-sized bathroom. Yeah, and again, you get a nice vanity. Again, we're trying to get the most we can out of the ARV on mm -hmm. this one. Nice light fixture. I did go cheap on our uh, mirror, but that's because I couldn't find it. That's and, okay. The mirror looks great. Man. And we had uh, this, you know, plug yeah. here, so you don't want to cover that. Oh yeah. You sure. don't want to cover that up with the. Now the this tile doesn't look um, new. This tile's not new. So this was it like the, pink or green? It is. Like it's that, that old uh, '50s style okay. green. We have a guy that we use to. But it looks nice. Right to glaze it is what they call it. So again, he comes in and he scrubs it all clean, makes sure everything's uh, patched up, and then he puts a, a nice uh, paint on there that's not gonna chip off. Right. So um, that is one yeah, way I mean, to it do looks it. Like, it looks new from where I'm standing. The only reason that I asked is because I knew it wasn't. Right. So there's another option though too, we're gonna start kind of doing more of this on our rentals, is to use oil-based paint on the tile. So clean it, use an oil-based paint that's gonna stick real good, and then put maybe a coat of polyurethane on top of it. Uh, the poly helps protect it so it doesn't shift. Okay. Uh, our doors, so again, this one we had to replace all the doors. We go with the six panel doors everywhere. Uh, I'll check out some of the bedrooms here. So, bedrooms, pretty basic. Again, uh, white trim, agreeable gray, refinish the hardwood floors, nice ceiling fan. It just gives you a nice, mm -hmm. clean, fresh look. So, there's bedroom one. Uh, bedroom two back here. And one of the reasons we really like this property was what they did to this house. They built a deck off the back. So both of the back bedrooms, I know it's real bright, man, people to see this, but they built a deck off the back of the house. And the deck we haven't redone yet. So why haven't we redone it yet? Because we have to get an occupancy inspection. We know the occupants, or we know that they're gonna ding us, so they like to dig in for something. So again, we're gonna ask him what he wants us to do with the deck. We're planning to just replace a few boards and paint it. And that's hopefully what we only have to do. Exactly, that's hopefully what we have to do. But again, we'd rather not replace a couple boards, have it painted and have him walk out there and tell us, hey, you need to rebrace it or rebuild the deck. And so that's the case, we're wasting right. time. So we're just right. gonna take our time with that, no worries. This one, uh, this bedroom, and again, I wish we had the before photos. Maybe we'll put that in the video for you guys. Huge section of hardwood that just destroyed. So our flooring guy does a real good job replacing the boards, and then when they refinish it, you can't even tell that anything's been done. Nice. Yeah. So, so both good. of these back bedrooms have doors that go out into the deck. I mean, this is a lot better to see the deck because there's no blinds. Yeah. Well, it just makes it feel so big. It makes you know? it does feel. It does, does make it feel bigger. Yeah. So, yeah. A pretty nice feature of this house. Awesome. So the basement is where. So we got three bedrooms up. Three bedrooms. Three bedrooms up and one bath. In one bath. And then a kitchen and a family room. And then going down. Kitchen, nice big kitchen, nice big family room. The basement's what I'm proud of down here. I think we did a real nice job. I like the flooring again, man. Yeah, so this same, is the same. Same as upstairs. Again, we like to keep it the same everywhere because. You have to replace parts of it. When you replace part of it or when you go on to the next project. So this project, we've got all this, this same. It's our River Birch flooring that we use from Hoods. So next project, these the guys have a couple extra boxes. They just bring to the bring next, to the next project. We buy another order. Smart. It gets used. It gets used. It gets used. So this right. one, here's what I'm proud of. Uh, you used to walk back into this back room, okay. and there was a door here, and this was a wall. 
so that this back space was all back storage area. It was unfinished, the back storage area. So this area. here and this here is saying Correct. was all unfinished. We're all, we're all unfinished storage okay. area. So what we did is we just put a wall up right there. And added the door. And added a door okay. to create a nice office. Okay, oh, this is a good size room. Yeah, so again, yeah. it doesn't qualify for a bedroom because we don't have an egress up here. Yeah, you can't get out but of those windows do, easily if there's a fire. Right, but we do consider it an office. In order to put these mini blinds up, it could be an office or a bonus sleeping room. I mean, somebody could essentially turn it into a bedroom. You just can't legally call it that. So it's not legally that. And when you go for your occupancy inspection, they come in and they measure the bedrooms and they tell you how many people are allowed to live in the property. That's right. So upstairs, they're going to count for three. Typically, you get two individuals per bedroom. Mm -hmm. So you can call this a six-person. Again, six people get most of the right. occupancy permit. But again, they could use this area, like you said, as an additional bedroom. Bonus. It's just, it doesn't qualify because there's no egress on it. Right. So that's one of the things I'm most proud of. You got an unfinished back storage area. That one we didn't do much other than paint the walls. So again, we just use uh, the kills to paint the walls. Mm -hmm. This furnace is older, but it's probably gonna get us by. Mm -hmm. Again, this was a, a really inexpensive purchase for us. Water heater's back here. You can't really see because there's no light, but it looks good. Right, it's in decent shape. And again, it's just nothing that we're too worried about. Sure. So then this one, it does have a walkout basement, which is nice. So you've got the walkout there and you've got a funny little bathroom back here. So there is a full bathroom in here. You got the same oh, wow. toilet and a shower. I guess that's a three quarter bath, mm -hmm. but it is back here, usable. And it really makes that bonus room, that bonus space, more attractive, more likely to be used as a bedroom for them. Uh, just adds a lot more value. Sure, sure. And then we walk in, and again, this is just the uh, the storage room. Nothing too fancy. So you have here. two good storage rooms down here, though. Right. So mm -hmm. in this one, we just we killed the walls and we painted the floor in this one. We didn't mm -hmm. paint the floor back there because of all the utilities. Right. But again, just makes it look nice and clean. Hey, this is awesome. And what's the address over here? Nine seventy four Lindsay. Nine seventy four Lindsay. All right, guys. We'll see you the next one. Thanks for listening to the Discount Property Investor Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please like, share, and subscribe to help us reach a wider audience. To jumpstart your real estate investing career, please visit freewholesalecourse.com, the most complete free course on wholesaling real estate ever. We would also appreciate it if you left us a review on iTunes or Stitcher. Thank you in advance for your support. And remember, you make your money when you buy and you get paid when you sell. Now let's go build some wealth.